your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, according to a report by DrinkAware, a significant number of 15 to 24-year-olds have an alcohol disorder. It begs the question, are we doing enough to tackle underage drinking? And we'll chat to a couple of guests on that uh, who have views and expertise in, in the area in just a moment. But first of all, let's hear what you had to say. Do you think that there's enough being done to prevent underage drinking? In anyone, I think they should just enforce the law a little bit more than what they are at the moment because there are some premises serving alcohol to underage people. I'm just wondering, do you think there's enough being done to help prevent underage drinking in Ireland? There should be more being done, really. Yeah, but what would you suggest? Well, even to cut it down a bit. You well, know. the parents are to blame a lot as well. Yeah, like, and in the cans. Drinking in the cans. Yeah, do you yeah. think that the government is doing enough to prevent it? government are doing nothing at all. But you look at the students. My own granddaughter now is going to Spain because they were over there with uh, the school and the like they just have no pals. But they're working, so. But I mean, they're, they're supposed to have nothing in their own Monday. I can't go into a pub in town where I'm yeah. the side with their torn pants and their half dress. And they're coming in at and when you're going to wear 11 or 12, they're still coming in and they have no money, including you. <laughs> um, I don't think so at all, but I do think the moment the government are kind of focusing on the vape issue, but no, absolutely. I mean, you hear for like years and years and years, people start drinking at 15, 16, there's not really put in place. Um, I know myself, I'm 22, and like there was never any really, not, not that there was active encouragement, there's no discouragement from any age. Um, for underage drinking. Um, so I don't think the government have really done anything to be honest with you. Right, some very interesting views there on the streets. Uh, listeners chatting to Ashlyn and uh, Martha Sweeney is Education Manager for Drink Aware and we also have uh, Limerick mum Trish Dunn to talk to us too. Martha, first of all, I mean that very last observation there is an interesting one, isn't it? That maybe it relates to Irish society in general. No real discouragement of underage drinking at all. Well, I suppose um, in terms of uh, discouragement, drinking is, uh, um, in all of our lives, uh, alcohol is legal. The reality is there's no safe level of alcohol for young people. And that is why we have a law in Ireland uh, that you should be 18 years of age before you can purchase or consume alcohol in in a public place. We have done a lot of research and a lot of research has been done generally around the whole area of young people. The whole aim in terms of my work is to delay the age of first drink because of the long-term and short-term consequences. I don't know if people, you know, really are aware that the brain is still developing up to 24 years of age. As young as five years of age in their homes, children will develop expectancies around alcohol from what they see happening with family members and, of course, outside of of the home as well. So um, it is rather concerning. But um, in the past, there was a lot of emphasis, you know, in terms of alcohol in relation to dependency. And we're talking now about alcohol use disorder. The reality is alcohol is a problem for young people they shouldn't be consuming alcohol because of its impact on the body, on the brain, and also on academic performance. 
For example, the EastPad research in 2019 found that skipping school and absence from school were associated with the use of alcohol and drugs uh, among the 2019 EastPad respondents in Ireland and of students who had skipped school on seven or more days in the last month. 79% 79% were current drinkers, whereas the comparable figure for those who had not skipped school was 35. And also research That's shows absolutely that... absolutely frightening, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and uh, research also shows that if a young person starts drinking at 15 years of age or younger, they're four times more likely to have alcohol-related problems later in life. So, but, but isn't it the case that on average, it appears, based on the research, that most had their first drink at 14? Um, the, the, the 34-year-olds that, that were um, part of the research indicated that. Um, generally, we would, from research that has been done by Maynooth University, it indicated to 15 to 15.5 years of age. That is generally the age. But it can be younger. It actually can be as young as 13 years of age. And, and, and does that, in essence, mean that in our problem. society, because of the way it uh, has uh, had a, a generational relationship with alcohol, that there is no real prospect of preventing a young teenager these days from experimenting? Well, the, the, the other side, the other, like there, there is a reduction in the number of people drinking between, um, for example, 11% in 2002, uh, the research done by the Health Research Board, there were 11% of young people in Ireland in 2002 that were not uh, drinking. That has risen to 26% in 2019. It is not a lost cause. Like, there are a quite a number of young people not drinking. The reality... And do we know why of, they're not drinking? Well, they, they're, I suppose there is education. The key, key research shows the key people are parents that, that um, having boundaries, uh, modelling behaviour, monitoring behaviour, all of that is very, very significant. But parents often themselves don't realise the power they have. I know that from working with parents at parents' workshops. Um, you know, they think that their friends have more influence, their peer group, peer pressure, all of that. And that came out recently. We have partnered with My Kids Time. And um, we, we, one of the questions we asked, who did they think had the most influence on young people's decisions to drink or not? And number one was friends, two, peer pressure, and three was parents. And if, you know, in terms of self-efficacy, Self-belief, the parents having belief that they do have a role and a power um, is really, really important. Belief in your ability to make a difference Um, in your child's life. Okay, just just a moment now, Martha. I want to bring Trish in uh, as well. Martha Sweeney is talking to us, Education Manager for Drink Aware. Trish Dunn is there too. So Trish, when you hear that statistic that apparently there is an increase in the number of young people who don't consume alcohol, that sounds very positive. It's fantastic. And as a mother, I see it firsthand. I have twins that are 24 and it is so refreshing to hear them because I'm still locked in the, are you going out the weekend or where are you going? Or, And my son will say to me, you know, yeah, I'm going golfing with the lads. And like, I won't, I won't make a comment, but I'm like, my God, like how times have changed. And I would put it down a lot to COVID. 
COVID mm. broke the broke that link with the Irish culture, and unless you were dead or you were on antibiotics, you were going out the weekend. And COVID stopped that. And my children don't really know what that. But culture just just is understand. Like. So what you're saying is that the that what the not going out the weekend is is intrinsic with taking alcohol or not. They will drink, but nothing like what would have been five years ago. In my view, like they, you know, and it's their friends. It's not just my children. It's their friends. It's the culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we've a massive, fantastic thing happening with massive companies like Heineken with their zero zero. These people know what's coming down the line. They're not putting millions into something that's not going to work. So it's been shifting in culture. When you can see them putting ads on with zero zero rather than an ordinary drink. Right. And but, 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 but the difficulty with COVID, and we found this in other areas, Trish, and we've been talking about this on the show only recently, that a lot of the COVID impact is being reversed in different areas of life. So will the same thing happen on the alcohol front? Yeah, I suppose so. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's an uptake on home drinking, which is the flip side of it, which is very hard to gauge because, Mm. you know, it's very hard to be honest as somebody that was a home drinker because you really, your limits go out the window. But there's no doubt to me, like, the whole thing here is education. I'm talking today from my point of view. But I also am on the AA committee and I know for a fact and my whole the whole reason I've gone on that committee is I want to be able to go in and talk in schools. Now I've done it, but by law at the moment you have to be invited. Which is crazy to me. So you have to send a letter to say, listen, we could we could educate you in, in this if you'd like to take us up on us. And, and most times it's not taken up on So you think it should be a matter of policy then, government policy, yeah, that listen, uh, people can go into schools yeah. and have these conversations with children at a relatively oh, young age? Joe. I mean, people are saying to me, if you were in school and you were 17 or 18, are you going to listen to somebody coming in talking about drink? When I was going to school, did I think I was going to learn history, geography, Irish, English? If you hear something consistently... It will sink in. And I know that when I'm going in, it may not be those children in that room that are impacted, but they're listening to their mom and dad's story. They're listening to their uncle's story. They're listening to maybe their older brother's story. And they're saying, you know, I don't want to be like that. But the problem is, you, you spoke there, the drinking age starts at 18. Unfortunately, the next, the next line of health is when you're at rock bottom which is a treatment centre or AA. Where's the middle ground? Where is there anywhere where somebody can go and say, I mm. think I might I might be having a problem? And, and, and as a matter of interest, Martha Sweeney, I mean, yes. what are the stats around what happens in an awful lot of Irish homes, which is that um, children will see at mm. various occasions, at various times... Uh, their parents drinking alcohol, not necessarily to excess, sometimes maybe, but not generally to excess, but they will see them drinking alcohol. Does that in and of itself create a difficulty or is it more how it is explained well, and handled? 
As I said to you, like uh, as young as five years of age, children uh, have expectancies around alcohol from you viewing significant adults in their lives. Also, the barometer research, was ca- which was carried out by, be- uh, which is carried out every year by Behaviour and Attitudes for um, uh, us uh, for Drink Aware, shows over COVID a significant increase in homes of, of um, parents drinking, and of course. That has to have an effect. And mm. the 2000... And so is the right research, thing to do to never to drink in front of a child, ever? I, 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 I cannot say that. It's not for me to legislate for parents, but we need to be cognizant of the okay, impact. Okay, well, let, well, let's ask Trish then. Trish, well, as, no, as I'll a, tell you, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a prime example of that, that that's not the answer. I came from a home of two parents that never drank in their life. So there goes that out the window. Yeah, it's what I would say. There is no such thing as a typical alcoholic. For me, I did not start drinking alcoholically until I was in my 30s. I thought that was impossible. I thought if you were going to be an alcoholic, it would start when you took your first drink. It's education. People don't know, you know, and they, they go around naively. My problem was I thought my parents' house was the boring house. And I'd go to my aunt's and uncle's house and they were the fun house. But I didn't see that house the following morning when the hangovers and the arguments and the depression set in. So I was shielded from everything from drink. So to me, it seemed to be fun because I never saw the dark side of it at home. But, but that, and that goes back, I suppose, to Martha's point about education, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and Can I just come in there? The impact of a relationship with the child lasts a lifetime. And... The, what we model is important. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, parents having to be abst- uh, abstinent, but like, I, I, children need to learn, like what Patricia said earlier, you know, that you can have fun, you can have happiness um, without having to have alcohol. And my major concern as well around young people taking alcohol, if you start at 14 or 15 years of age drinking alcohol and use it to cope, as many, many adults are using, 50-something percent of adults in, in our research have shown that they use alcohol to cope. Well, if a young person starts using alcohol to cope, that will go through their lifetime with them. Um, because they won't learn resilience. They won't learn to be able to cope with disappointment, sadness, fear, without failure, losing a match, without actually having to take alcohol as an escape. Trish, I mean, do you think that the majority or a significant minority of young teenagers can avoid any experimentation with alcohol? Or is it almost inevitable in our society? Oh, no, I think it's inevitable. I think it would be naive to think that they're not going to try it. I think it would be unfair to think that they wouldn't try it. I mean, you know, everyone is entitled to have a bit of fun and, and, and live a little. But you're talking about the parents at home. But, but, but my Even question... They didn't mean my, it, but my question there, Trish, is if that is the case, how do we prepare a child... Because I was just saying there, if you have a parent at home having a drink or, you know, because it's not realistic not to drink in front of, because, you know, hiding drink and children, they're not fools. They're going to know you're drinking. You should be drinking and then saying after one or two, I have enough now. And children seeing you put a bottle into the fridge. That doesn't happen normally. To be brutally honest, the Irish societies will finish the drink. Here it'll go off. I'll finish it. Yeah. That's that that just... 
we have to be careful about assumptions. You know, parents can assume that they won't make a difference. They can assume their young people are going to drink anyway. That is not the reality. The assumptions distort our perceptions of reality and also impact on the decisions we make. And what we have to be very, very careful about in the past, with an awful lot of emphasis on alcohol dependency and the, you know, the, the, the person who had lost everything because of alcohol. Long before that may happen to a person, alcohol can cause harm uh, and, and can cause harm not just for the person taking alcohol, but for other people as well. So it can affect our sleep. It can affect our food intake. It can affect our liver, our heart. There are seven cancers. Uh, connected with it as well. So there are all these other things rather than just uh, somebody becoming... Uh, uh, when, is, you, when you say that then, Martha, uh, you do think to yourself, why, why isn't it illegal? Yeah, well, it, 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 it is... Uh, well, we have low-risk guidelines. We have the HSE low-risk guidelines, which is 11 standard drinks. Now, for adults, there are no low-risk guidelines for young people. And I find when I'm working with parents that they'd be very, very surprised about the low-risk guidelines. And what's, it's 11 standard drinks for a woman and 17 for a man. A week. And yeah, yeah, over a week with two yeah, but that, And days. also that's been changed, hasn't it? Because it was 21 standard drinks yeah, for a man. Well, it's, it's come it's down to 17 in recent yeah, times. Yeah, And um, the, as I said, there's no low-risk... But, but you, kind of, you, do, you do kind of wonder, Martha, you know, like the... This it does feel is the low risk versus high, you know. Yeah, I mean you've you've just outlined all the terrible things that alcohol can do, and then you have to come to the conclusion that maybe it shouldn't be legal at all in the country. Well, I, 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 that's not for me to say, and uh, you know. Well, I'm not saying it's for you to say, but I'm saying it's it's an almost inevitable conclusion, isn't it? Uh, What about you, Trish? There's there's another huge thing here, John. I know we're talking about alcohol, but from working in brewery. The amount of, of in, in Conwera is it? Yeah, yeah. The amount of of young men in particular coming in to have alcohol dealt with, and they don't realise that they'll actually be drug tested. And probably you're talking about sixty percent of them will actually show up for cocaine. What I was told sixty percent. Yes, it is easier to buy cocaine in Limerick City than sugar. Yeah, the problem and is that we, when we talk about this on the show, we're often accused of scaremongering around it, no, around cocaine. We're, we're often being told, I rubbish, you don't know what you're talking about. There isn't this I cocaine use can. at the level that, that it's at. And, and I, you know I, where I, one I, of I the biggest problems is? Is GA. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, to be fair, no, I wouldn't categorize one sport over another. I don't think that's fair. I think yeah. it's it is a societal issue, and it doesn't just apply in in no, one facet but I of life. Think to be it fair, could be not monitored very easy in GA. Well, they could be tested. Well, well, that's but I, I know, but but then you get you're get, you're getting into an entire issue around people's civil rights. You're getting into a yeah. sport that is an amateur activity, and that people do have rights in that. That perhaps they don't have if they're under professional contracts in in other sports. That you know has a problem, and they're playing sports, and they're with you, and you know that they're they're actual, you know, they're 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 just not right, and you know something is wrong, and you you don't test them or you don't in any. You can't you can't you 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 can't go around just testing people randomly. But what but what but yes, I totally accept that if you believe somebody has an issue at any age then perhaps there are ways that you can help that person. Yes, I, I see that well, point. What the lads were saying to me, you know, during, during um, meetings and, uh, you know, 
we we be having group sessions. They they feel like Superman when they take cocaine. Yes, and we and we we we've heard a lot about about that on this show. We've discussed it in, in detail. Martha, yeah. you you were about to come in on yeah. that. Were you? I I just want to say that um, in terms of my work with Drink Aware, we have uh, brought out a booklet called talking matters and it is to help parents have the conversation with their young person at uh, 95% of students in 2016 in research that behavior and attitudes carried out identified parents as the main source of learning about alcohol also in the Maynooth university research by the way do you do you do you agree that there can be crossover use with um, uh, something like cocaine well the the, the reality is People who have uh, young people who have alcohol consumed are more prone to risk taking, and it can lead to the use of other drugs. Okay. There is research to show all that. All right, all right. But, well, listen, I, I, I'm sorry. I, very quickly now, Martha, because we've spent a long time yeah. in this, and I do have to move on to another subject. But go on. If, if uh, uh, people want to, if parents are interested in a workshop, if they contact Martha Drinkaware.ie or a webinar, and if they want our, bo- our, our booklet, it is available from drinkaware.ie. Okay, excellent. Well, listen, thank you both very much for a really fascinating discussion on this this morning. Martha Sweeney, Education Manager at Drinkaware, and Limerick Mum, Trish Dunn. Appreciate your time. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.